another episode of the bench mob e n t podcast dag you totally forgot to remind me to check that headphone out i'm gonna check it out after this episode <laughs> this headphone is not getting no it's sound out of sound, that thing and it's just making me hot so i'm just taking it off so i totally sweating. forgot to check it bro like we did a whole episode before this sweating, but go ahead and start it off greg mr hot take the mate debate your mother sends me how you doing tonight i'm good i'm good bro cj Moneybags. All good, man. It's a good week. You know what I'm saying? AFC Championship coming up soon. Miles. That's right. Yeah, we, we got to think of another name. We can't do Bing Ball. We can't do Nick State. We can't do Do It For The Ladies. I, heard, I was in the Hot 97. The Ebro's not even doing Bing Bong anymore. He, he plays the Bing, and he plays like this this giant ant sign at the end. It's like Bing, and then it's, yeah, it's, that, it's, it's funny. It's funny when you hear it on the radio. Yeah. Nah, yeah, I, 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 I get what you're saying. Like, I got old. It's all good, though. <laughs> we got we to start here. We already alluded to it. We already talked about it before the show. Bengals, man. You got the Bengals won. Chiefs won. Um, it was a lot of good football this weekend. Was this like the best in our era? I can't speak to the people in the 40s and the 30s, but in our era, is this like some of the best playoff football that we've ever seen? I don't know if it's some of the best playoff football that we've ever seen. It's definitely in- intriguing. You know, all the games that uh, went on this past weekend, you know, all the winners were teams that played on the road, which is which is pretty crazy and interesting to see. Um, and a lot of those games, I think three out of the four, were on game-winning field goals, um, which, you know, shout-out to the kickers that are making those kicks in those big moments. Money Mac. Money Mac. Money McPherson. Shooter McPherson. He, he's he's definitely a special talent, and, um, you know, that's one of the reasons that you, you draft a kicker when you see a special talent like that in the fifth round um, that can do things like that. And people think, like, after watching this game that that was the only game winner he had for us all season. You know, we won a lot of games this year because of him, because of his consistency with field goals, extra points, and um, that's probably, like, his fourth or fifth game winner for us this year. Um, and it's huge, especially being on the road in a tough environment. But uh, a lot of good, a lot of good football. We're gonna talk about the Bengals a little bit more, but I'll let y'all go see if you this... couldn't. You couldn't wait to talk about the Bengals. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, so I'm, no, I'm gonna talk about the Bengals, but that's not the question you asked. I'm gonna let y'all talk about the question before we get into the full Bengals topic. We had the we had the best weekend of football I've ever, I've ever seen in my entire life last weekend. Point blank period. But I'm also and I don't know if it's the best playoffs I've ever seen. I want to let it play out, right? Overall. Mm-hmm. Because you know this later games this weekend look good. We got to say that I don't want to see any more blowouts. There's no more blowouts. Tight games, but um, I will say this: it's the best quarterback play I've ever seen in any playoff. If it's tight, it's right. It- <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yes. No. I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> Yo, but no, this is the best quarterback play I've ever seen any in any playoff um, ever in my life. Uh, that game alone between Josh Allen, who I was dead wrong about, dead wrong, dead wrong. And I, you, you're not going to hear me say anything negative about Josh Allen ever again. I, I can't. That was incredible. That was incredible. But that was the best quarterback player I've ever seen. I've never seen, I've never seen two quarterbacks play better than that. We had years of Tom Brady. We had years of Peyton Manning. Mm. We had years of um, Aaron Rodgers, which we'll, we'll get there. Oh, that's next. That's yeah, we'll next. We'll get there. But <laughs> you, you, we had years of those guys, and I've never seen two quarterbacks play that well in the same game ever. And yo, if you twenty five points in two minutes. But if but if you watch the game and, you, and your quarterback is anybody other than Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, how do you feel good about yourself right now? Like that's that's the question I have. I I didn't. 
was like, yo, I, I saw, I, yo, I watched. You're, that you're game. talking about to compete against those guys in the yes, season forward. Gotcha. And, and, and I watched that game, and I, the, my first thing, my first instinct was like, all right, cool, I'm going online and look up Malik Willis highlights. I was like, I got to look for guys who have crazy physical traits because clearly there's something that these guys are doing, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I need, I you, you look at these guys, they're all throwing off platform. There was a play where Josh Allen had a wide open Dawson Knox in the middle of the field for a 20 yard game. He probably scores anyways. He th- he splits the. Yo, he throws it. He splits the seam and hits Gabe, give Gabe Davis on his head on the helmet, and he hits his head on the goalpost for a touchdown. Yo, and he threw it off balance. Like it wasn't even like he wasn't even set. He his feet were, were parallel. You're not supposed to do a football like that. That was crazy. I've never seen anything quite like that in my life. Like this is special. So, yeah, I, I, Daniel Jones, I'm not I'm not feeling too hot right now because I just saw some crazy, crazy quarterback play. This is next level stuff, and I, I don't know if you can win. You know, not like Tannehill, the days of Tannehill, Garoppolo. Garoppolo's it's coming to an end. Mm. Don't worry. So with, with Garoppolo, right? So since you brought it up, do the 49ers, being that Garoppolo has gotten to this point, next season, is there any way that you bring Garoppolo back? I think so. I mean, even if it's on a one-year deal, I'd still bring him back, let him compete with Trey Lance and see where he's at, you know, training camp next year. But – I mean, Jimmy G's led them to a Super Bowl. They're on the verge of another Super Bowl if they could beat the Rams. And I don't know. I think you got to just stick with it. Like, Kyle Shanahan always figures, figures out a way to win with Jimmy Garoppolo. So, I mean, he's not hurting them. Uh, yeah. I, but the, the, the name of the game for them is being physical in the run game, being physical up front, get rushing with four guys. You know, like they, they win because they bully you. At the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, which is what I've been saying all year. If you can do that, you can George win. Kittle said, he said, we play football the right way. Isn't we, they bully you. We they play mean you. and we play hard. Like, play angry. Just they have simple. Trent Williams getting running starts to chop block people. It, it is, it is the way they play is crazy. Like, they're violent. They're every place because a plane crash with them. It's insane. So, violent and mean. That's violent how they and play. Mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, you can, you can, if you're got the question there, you asked is if they're going to bring him back. I think I don't think I don't think there's a better option in the market than to bring him back and have him compete with Trey Lance, especially if you don't think Trey Lance is ready. And I don't think they think he's ready because he has not played. He plays when Jimmy G can't go. So they, so Kyle Shanahan is not trusting to run the offense yet or make the right decision to make the right reads yet. That's fine. Doesn't mean yeah, Trey it's Lance no problem. Ready. Yeah, that's fine. It's no problem. He don't have to start off and be the greatest quarterback of all time. You got Jimmy G there. You have a proven system yeah. every single year if they're healthy proven system they're going to be competitive and in that playoff hunt every single year and then when they get in the playoffs don't nobody want to see the 49ers because they have playoff football that's how they play they play to win in the playoffs they they are what the lakers want to be where our playoff time comes and we turn it up that's 49ers because when you see them they run the ball which we have said plenty of times on the show you run the ball in the playoffs you play tough d you give yourself a chance every single game in the playoffs and that's what the 49ers do so you keep Jimmy G, it's a proven system, and you you could slowly bring Trey Lance along. Like they have a luxury in that. Yep. Jimmy G, all right, he's not Aaron Rodgers, he's not Tom Brady level, but he's good enough to get the job done. On the flip of the coin, though, I don't know if any of y'all, I don't know if Miles or Chris is gonna say this, and I want to throw nobody's thunder, but this better work out. Trey Lance got to work out. You give him like oh, three yeah. first round picks for him. It, it, you you got you got to make it work. And 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 he's he he's gifted enough to make it work. Maybe that's where the hesitancy comes from, though. You know, they could because they yeah. they don't want to put him in too early into exactly yeah. exactly. They, they don't want the media coming down on him for not performing up to the expectations that they set on him yeah. uh, prior to the beginning of the season starting. So that's a good point too. That's a good point. First round picks do be better. It better work. Now we of course got to talk about a Rod, Tom Ray, and I just want to ask what was your viewpoint on this because we talked about this with. Uh, Let's get back to the Bengals too. We talked about this with uh, my man from the bird, from Jason Goldstein. We talked about this. I want to hear Chris and I want to hear Miles' perspective on it. The coin toss. Do you think the overtime rules need to change? I think I think the in the playoff scenario like that. Um, and honestly, that's not something you, you know I thought about prior to seeing this game. Mm-hmm. But the way both of these quarterbacks were playing, they both deserve a shot to to go down and, and win it for their team. And I think that's that's how it has to go moving forward. Yeah, ch- change it for the playoffs. Maybe not the regular season, mm-hmm. it, but definitely change it for the playoffs. Um, because again, defense wins championships. So let both defense, you know, go out there and and try to get a stop for their team, and may the better defense win. I mean, I agree. If you change it for the playoffs, it adds a, a different element. Mm-hmm. That game, 
you didn't want it to end the way it did, where you know Mahomes just basically took over overtime, and Josh Allen couldn't even get a chance to rebuttal. Like he was hot. He he would have gone down and scored again. Yeah. If he got a chance to, and you could see it on his face. But I mean, that's the the rules right now, and we'll see in the off season. Hopefully, they change it. I mean, they they might just have to change it altogether. Yeah, regular season I mean, too. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world either. And and what what sucked about that too is like you knew as soon as Kansas City got the toss, the game was over. And it could because they had the momentum. Mm-hmm. You know, they had just scored off the off the uh, thirteen Tyreek Hill touchdown. Good yeah, Lord. um, and it was just yeah, they just had the momentum. And Patrick Mahomes was fired up. They're at home, and. You know, that's just where it goes. Yeah, Pat Patty Mahomes is the opposite of A Rod. You get Pat Mahomes at home, it's <laughs> it's not likely they losing. It's not likely they losing in the playoffs. Pat Mahomes, they got three Hall of Famers there, man. Like the scary part was, of course, watching was like, yo, that's crazy, right? But then they hear the audio afterwards that they literally Travis Kelsey and Tariq Hill was like, all right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna call up the scene. They're gonna play deep. They already knew they're gonna play defense like this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna get the field goal. And it happened exactly how they planned it with 13 seconds left. 13 seconds left, and nobody on that side of the field for Kansas City is panicking, nothing like that. Like, one of the, as you mentioned, Kansas City wins the coin toss. Bills, they all knew, ah, oh, it's, it's curtains. Kansas City with 13 seconds left, the whole team was like, all right, we got Patty Mahomes. We got my yeah. homies. We good. He could yeah. do it in four seconds. We good. They, they believe in Mahomes like he Jesus. That's why you pay him that money, though. To do things like that. Oh, he get he getting his money's worth for sure. Now you mentioned we were talking about the greatness of Pat Mahomes, and your Bengals are going up against them in Kansas City. How do you feel about y'all chances in this? I'm nervous. I'm nervous to be honest. And yeah, yeah, we beat the the Chiefs a few weeks ago at home. But again, that's at home. Our our crowd, right? You can do different things when you're playing at home in front of a home crowd than you can when you're playing on the road. And what I mean by that is when you're on the road, you don't have the ability to do a hard count because your lineman may interpret that differently because the noise is so loud, the environment's so loud, and that limits Joe Burrow's ability to see how the defense rolls in coverage and whatnot by doing those hard counts. He can't assess the pre-snap. Um, so kind of a lot of the time you just have to go with it and that's what happened at why we got nine or one of the reasons that led to the nine sacks is, you know, on the road, Joe Burrow couldn't do his hard count. Um, and Tennessee did a great job of disguising their coverage and, and what they were going to do. And our linemen aren't good enough to note the protection and, and what's coming based on, uh, obviously not being able to do a hard count and things of that nature. Now, Joe Burrow's got to get the ball out quicker. That's- question, question. So right. you mentioned that, right? I want to ask this because I was hearing different perspectives. Someone was saying Burrow got to get the ball out quicker. Mm-hmm. I was hearing this side too. They were saying whoever's doing the offensive play calling, y'all were doing a lot of plays where it was down the field. And after four or five sacks, they were saying maybe the play call should have changed so he could get the ball out quicker. There was a lot of times where Chase Higgins is 20, 25 yards down the, down the field. And y'all didn't have enough time to let the plays develop. So y'all may have probably switched it to shorter passes. What's your your take on that? What's crazy about that too is the Bengals didn't complete a deep shot all game. I don't think I don't think the Bengals completed a pass over over 20 yards all game. Um for all what I was reading and what I was hearing. Um but they still found a way to win that game. Um, which is crazy, you know, having the the longest catch be be between ten and twenty yards. Um from from that perspective of what you're saying, I think a lot of it is on Joe Burrow. He tried to extend plays where he needs to just throw the ball away, and he took a. I, ca- I counted at least four sacks where he could have threw the ball away instead of taking a sack. Shout um, out to him though. You get sacked nine times, and we have uh, you know a member on the show who knows this very well. He got sacked nine times, but did not fumble once. Yeah, we we know somebody on on this show that has a fumbling issue, so. Shout out to him for getting hit like that. Nine Let's times. not act like Joe Burrow, the only person that's ever done that before, by the way, because Eli Manning had a game conference championship against San Francisco in 2011, where he did the exact took took, took it was bleeding in his face, to got sacked like eight times and won the game. I don't want to hear nothing. But about guess him. what? Joe Burrow has the record now with nine. So 
is what well, is the record. Most yeah, times sacked and win a playoff game. Penny Sewell somewhere, yeah. Penny Sewell somewhere laughing eating crackers. But he can do that on a losing team though. Because um, <laughs> it's regardless regardless of that, it still panned out with, with Jamar Chase and um the the thing that I'm I'm worried about is, is going on the road, like I said, playing in that environment. Um there was issues with the play calling coming in on time and, and Zach Taylor alluded to it that he, he needs to do a better job of getting the plays in quicker. Um, cause a lot of these things can be eliminated, you know, running up to the line and, and trying to, you know, hurry up quick. Cause you only, you see the time ticking down, you know, all those things create anxiety and, and, and pressure and things in those situations where, you know, if you have time, you know, you can change things up at the line of scrimmage and mm-hmm. things like that. And not necessarily doing a hard cap, but, um, you can really evaluate and see, you know, what you have going on in front of you. But, Look, we all saw it this past weekend. The Bengals have playmakers on on many different positions. So you're choosing the Bengals to beat the Chiefs? Of course. What do you, what do you think? You're yeah, do? yeah, come <laughs> on, man. You know I got to rock on back. I am. And, and the reason I am is because I have confidence that they can do it because they've already done it this year. Um, and we're going to have a good plan for for their, their defensive line, Chris Jones and them, just like we did with the Raiders and Max Crosby. Um, you know, what really worked out for us in that game was our tight end, C.J. Uzama, we – kept it before he ran his route, had him blocked for, you know, two seconds and chip Crosby, right? We did the same thing when, when Kansas City came and played us and uh, Chris Jones was rushing. But honestly, I'm not even – people talk about Chris Jones, playoffs. Yeah, I'm not really worried about him. He, he finished with like eight sacks and five of those sacks came in game one, right? He, he hasn't been, you know, super productive all year. Um, but if Pat Mahomes and, and them boys, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey – Played like they did at Arrowhead last week. It's it's going to be a long day for the Bengals. Greg, who you got? The Chiefs. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Chiefs for you too. I got the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah but I don't. I don't want the put and and I don't want the Chiefs to win. Whatever that means. I, whatever that's worth. I don't want the Chiefs. I don't, bro. I'm sick and tired of this of, of Mahomes' wife and, and spilling beers. Is he? <laughs> is he though? <low? laughs> He is, but but no, no, no. Like and and Jackson, you know, the TikToks. I I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I'll be honest, I, I'm a little. I got a little bit of cheese fatigue. I'm tired of them. Mm. They're, they're, they're starting to feel like the Warriors to me. They're, they're feeling like the Warriors to me. Uh, back when Steph was getting going, you know, the shimmy and all that stuff. I got tired fast. I'm starting to get tired of the Chiefs in that way. But I appreciate the greatness and how good they are. Uh, when you have Joe Boy, you have a chance. All right, where, where Joe Burrow yes. is, you have an opportunity to win a game. Yes. So I, I will give him this that. early. You know, you have a chance, but this early, he's built like that. This oh, early. He's built, yeah, yeah. He's this built. early. People got to remember, too. You built for it tough. The Bengals aren't supposed to be here. You're talking about a team that finished with, with three, two or three wins, three wins last year. And, and Joe Burrow tore his ACL in, in, in week 11 and missed the rest yeah, of the right. season. And I, be, I believe. What happened? Why are you doing this now? Um, what do you mean doing this now? They're not supposed to be here. Yeah, but when you be, whenever someone, whenever you get the, you're not supposed to be here speech because you know you better go outside, and that's why you can start saying that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I listen, because Burrow, I Burrow don't team. think that though. Because Burrow, he said it. He's like, "Hey, we here now. Let's let's make some noise." Like, and I think at this point they're not the underdog story that everybody may think. I think they have a chance. I really do think they have a chance. The way that Kansas City is balling right now is it's a little bit scary. And like you said, it might – I think a lot of people have that now, though. Some Kansas City fatigue because we're talking about what now? This would be what? Third, Yo, if Tom, if the, third if Tom or fourth? If doesn't get a lucky offsides call, they would have been in every four in the last Yeah, that would have been the last four they, years. They been, like, you know, if Tom Brady doesn't get a lucky offside call, which, you know, Tom Brady's got a lot, a lot of lucky calls, but we're all talking about it later. Um but you know, like if Tom Brady doesn't get a lucky offsides call, bro, they they in the Super Bowl again. Like, what are we talking about? This is this is a dynasty we're, we're looking at. They're a dynasty. They're not. Di- so this is this is a, a crazy game. But I really do hope that the Bengals will pull it off, run some quick plays. You know, get the ball out fast, run more slants with Jamar because Jamar can take a slant to the crib. Don't, the guys- don't say we're not supposed to be. Don't, no, I don't, I don't what you mean? Yeah, well, we're not. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. Trey Hendrickson and all these dudes, and all of a sudden, yeah. you have to be. Yeah, give me, I don't want to hear defense, that. Go out and get Jamar Chase. You have Joe Burrow. Give me a break. Listen, 
Oh, oh, you wasn't you wasn't you wasn't saying this about Joe Burrow in, in the preseason though. That's because you guys are the Bengals. I, I that that's that's about that's an organizational thing. But but Joe listen, Burrow's so listen, great, he's overcoming sound, the stench of the organization. You sound like Bomani Jones, bro. <laughs> he, he was saying that today on this podcast. He's like, no, nah, they're not gonna win. Because they're the Bengals. Because they're the Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a real thing. They're not gonna win because they're but the Cowboys. But you know what? But you know what? That, that's the, those are the same people that were saying that two weeks ago when when playoff game number one happened. Facts. Oh, no one's accounting for how great Joe Burrow is, and I think that's the problem that everyone makes. It's the one error in the calculus that we're making. Okay, like you have Cigar a generational Burrow. quarterback. Generational. That's Joe Burrow's generational. Can he do this? Yes. Does he have the tools to do it? We'll see. Now about the playmakers, it's about the offensive line. And I, I, I trust the defense. I mean, they're good. They'll get stops. You guys are already winners in my playbook. So. Uh, yo, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, win or lose this, this coming week. Successful the, season. Successful season. Hands down. Successful season. Hands down. On the other side, we got 49ers. Like 49ers Rams, right? <laughs> <laughs> other side, 49ers Rams. We got the uh, quarterback matchup isn't as exciting with Jimmy G and um, – Y'all people, Stafford. How do y'all see this one going? This is an exciting game. I don't know. I said the quarterback matchup isn't oh, as exciting. Oh. I mean, you, you really want to see Jimmy G. For example, let's say the 49ers ring. You really want to see Jimmy G against Joe Barrow? Oh, no, I don't. All right, all right then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be – They. I think – I got the Rams. That'd I think – I think the 49ers might be able to I'm, – I'm a – I'm not gonna give you that take. I might be able. For I got 49ers winning. Mm-hmm. I just it's gonna be a really uh not too fun uh Super Bowl with them winning. I, I think the Rams are gonna win. I got the I Rams hope, winning. I, I hope so. I hope. I want to yeah. see just for Odell. I don't care about nobody else yeah, on that team. I just want Odell to get though. I want Odell to get. I, I'm not even just saying it for that. I think that if they're gonna get over the hump this game. I think they're physical enough in the run game now. Cam Akers and so Cam Akers got. I know he had fumbles. Oh, yeah, he held on the ball, and I, and I think they've shaken that off. I, I think that that the Jills be going to be at home. You, you got to hope that's the case. I'm just yeah, you got to hope. You got to hope. But I, I just think they run the ball enough, and they've let they've let Matthew Stafford play within the flow of the offense. They're not making him. They're not letting him say, "Hey, Matt, go play hero ball for us and go win us a game." Football I think forty nine. I think forty nine is like they have the defense to make him do that, though. They do. I mean, they get after him, but the, the old line's relatively healthy. Right, I mean, and they have a run game to run at these D linemen and make them tired. I there's there's a way they can do this to where the line, the defensive linemen don't ruin the game for you. There's a way. I think you gonna get what you want though. You don't want any blowouts. I don't think this one's gonna be a blowout. No, it's gonna be a tight game. Yeah, it's gonna be a tight game. You got 49ers or Rams winning this? I'm taking Rams. I don't know how healthy Trent Williams is, so I think with this pass rush for the the Rams, they can get to Jimmy G. Yeah, we talking about we talking about the 49ers pass rush. Von Miller's gonna have a good have a good little day. Von Miller has been looking good in this playoffs. He seems unblockable. He seems rejuvenated. Yeah. Floyd. They got guys. You got 49ers and Rams winning. I got Rams 24-21. I think it'll be a close game like that. That, that. that it'll be a close game like that. And the way now, last week happened, I hope they don't blow a lead like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll be a, a major thing that doesn't need to happen. So Rams obviously beat the Bucks again into this. We'll talk about Brady. At this point, what do you think Brady should do? Should Brady retire? Should Brady come back? Should Brady switch teams? Where are y'all looking at with this situation? Go home, Brady. I don't ever see you again. Sayonara. Arifa Ducci. He should have retired last year. Yeah. On top. Yeah, Yeah, that would have been crazy. I like this better. Retire in disgrace. This is better. Disgrace. (laughs) Retire in disgrace. (laughs) I don't think he's going to retire because especially with how he's doing, he got his podcast now. He does his, his, his videos after they win. I think it's going to be more of a production. It's going to be more of a bigger thing for Tom Brady. So I don't. I don't think he's retiring. Should he? What you, you think he'll do like a farewell tour? Is what you saying? Kind of. I think he'll. I think it'll be a bigger thing with him. Like, like I said, he's into the media company now. He has his podcast. I feel it'll be something bigger where we're going to see the recording or he'll make an announcement and we'll all be like a farewell tale. Like, all right, these are Tom Brady's last couple games. Mm-hmm. The thing is what really matters. And we all have been in relationships and we all know this. If Giselle tell this man, you better come home. He's gone. He's home. Mm-hmm. So this is, <laughs> this she is, told I think, that already. I, she told him that. I think this is really dependent on, he's going to take some time off. It's really dependent on what his wife and his kids say. If they like, Hey, we need daddy home. I think that might, be the thing that brings him home, whether he wants to or not. Because I think he still got probably a good 
good what solid year. He led the league in passing this year. Yeah, like he got a good two, two, three years left. Like, but it might just be, hey, it's time to come home, man. I think it's time because his his family has made sacrifices for him to be to this extent to be this great. You hear about all the athletes that say, "I want to thank my family because it was sacrifice. I wasn't at birthday parties. I wasn't there for anniversary dinners. Like." Whole bunch of sacrifices that the family gotta take. At some point, they gonna be like, "Hey, got exactly." At some point, we need some repayment, my boy. I, I think he's gonna come back for one more year, at least. I, I, think, I don't think he's done. It's over. It's done. Yeah, I hope it's over. It's over, man. Uh, the Bucks are out, and there's another team out. One last team I gotta worry about in the NFC, and I've never lost to Tom Brady. You know, Eli never lost to Tom Brady. Uh, I'm gonna say I never lost. I never lost. <laughs> me, Eli never lost. Me and Eli was in together the whole time. That's what y'all realize. Whole time, me and Eli was in it together. He was in his ear. I was talking to him. I was. They had. Me, they, they, they wired me, and I was talking to him instead of Kevin Gilbride. I was know we had Gates. Mario Manningham on the podcast. I would have caught that ball. That, ball, that pass was so perfect. I would have caught it. That's how. That's how perfect that pass was. I would have caught that ball. And and he knows. I burned his. Burn. I almost cursed. I burned him a couple times. <laughs> I ain't going to entertain you because you ain't. You ain't burned. I fried him up. I fried him up. Chris is washed. Hey yo. Yeah, me in a He's a he's a washed corner, bro. You feel like one one on ones outside right now. In ten degrees. You think I'm a Green Bay Packer? I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of them Green Bay Packers, yet again, they home, they lose, they were favored. I think everybody on the show we had that well outside of Greg because rightfully so he was believing in the greatness of Double A Ron, but we all had the mindset of the 49ers can pull this off. They can do this. They've had the Packers numbers for the last couple of years. Regarding A-Rod, right, what's your thoughts on this situation? I mean, the man after the game talking about he'll only be part of a rebuild because the Packers are rebuilding all of a sudden. Where you, what do y'all think about A-Rod? Is he returning as a Packer, you think, or he going to try somewhere else? I, mean, I feel like the Packers should be done with him as much as he wants to be done with them. Like – it's just been a toxic situation that's been going on, and well, everybody want to be toxic on Twitter. Out. I want toxic hours, but go ahead. For everything that happened this off season, dragging it out, debating retirement, saying I don't want to come back, and then for you to lose in the first round after you get a first round bye, after so many years of people making excuses for him, saying mm. like, "Oh, the team let him down," like. He's taking them to two straight NFC Championship games. The team let him down defense. It's like, I think it's on him now. And I, and I was coming down to, can he even win the big game? And, I mean, right now the answer is no. Because yeah. since he won that Super Bowl, he hasn't really been a good playoff quarterback. No, I think the record is something. 10 or 11? 10 or 11, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree with you. Every Everything you said is, is factual. It's like... All the drama in the offseason up to this point, and now you're talking about a, a rebuild. Um, but where, and the Packers where, ain't rebuilding. Where's the rebuild? Yeah, exactly. But I, I, I understand he's coming from the mindset is, yeah, we got a bunch of free agents on this team. But, again, you know, free agents can, can sign uh, back with the Cowboys. Just say you want out, the, my the boy. Packers. Just say you want out, my boy. Right. Call it. Call how it is. If if you want to leave, say, say you're going to leave and say, say you're going to move on and find a different opportunity. Um but I also think he's he shying away and running away from the opportunity if he does that. Um, oh, yeah. You he can't. feels like it's going to be easier in a different spot where that's not going to be the case. But let's think about it. Where can he even go? Because, like, they say – they mentioned one of the teams possibly is, is Denver, right? Packers OC just got hired there to be a head coach, right? You really want to see Pat Mahomes twice a year? You want to be in that? You want to see Justin Herbert? You want to see that four times a year? You want to see that? That's not easier. That's not easy, especially once at AFC. AFC isn't easier because we just mentioned that division, and you still got Lamar Jackson over there. You got Joe Burrow. Do you really want to go? Like, where can he go where it's going to be easier? He hasn't made with the Packers. The NFC is kind of weak. They're the top team. They're the top team. You feel me? Like, they every year over the last, what, eight, 10 years, we know the Packers are going to be one of the top two, three teams. I think the Colts are the team that I that come to mind. Yeah. They have an opening, and I heard that, that too. AFC South is, is weak, right? I mean, not the, what's Trevor Lawrence, and um, we know it's not going to be Deshaun. Um, Tannehill. Davis Mills and, 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 Tannehill. and, Tannehill. and Tannehill. So 
Yeah, I think the the Colts are a dark horse favorite. We'll get him. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it makes you know throwing um my boy what's his name Pittman, you know throwing but, guys Ty T Y Hilton. He's a good little team there. The thing is, even if he goes to Indiana, I'm just saying still. All yeah, right, yeah, that see, division he'll be it, it'd be kind of like the Packers again. They're gonna run that division. Yeah, it's gonna be easy. But when they get to the playoffs, are we choosing true colors gonna show? Yeah, are we choosing Indiana with Aaron Rodgers and Jonathan Taylor over Kansas City? Over Baltimore, over Bengals. Heck no. I might. Just because, <laughs> just because, I don't think if he changed the, the uniform, it's not going to change anything. I am think Miles is right. Some of this got to follow him. The last nine possessions, my man had three points on the board. No, no, no. I, 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 look, there's definitely something there. I agree. I just think that you pair him up with a guy like Jonathan Taylor with that offensive line, Quentin Nelson and them dudes. Again, it, it's the same logic I used with, Matt, with Matthew Stafford. Except Aaron Rodgers is way greater. Yo, take the game out of your quarterback's hands a little bit. Take the pressure off and run the ball, man. Like and let him play within some structure. And too much, so many of the times with the guy like Aaron Rodgers, they relied on him to win him, win them the game out of structure, right? Oh, snap, drop back, Aaron. We need you, we need you to make a play. Devontae, run whatever route you need to run to get open. Like it's a lot of that's a lot of backyard football a lot of times. You know, it's a lot of them say him saving the day. He did it against the Cowboys with that throw on the sideline to uh, I can't remember who the tight end was at the time. I can't even remember his name anymore. But Jared Cook. Jared Cook. There you go. So it, it's a lot of that too. It's it's a you you need you need to have him playing structure and going to the coast allows him to play more structure when you have a run game like that. Again, they're bullies. They they have a good D line. They have a good O line. Match up with one of the greatest quarterbacks ever play. You have a chance to win the Super Bowl. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. They're more so than anywhere else. That Denver's O line isn't even that isn't as good. They have great playmakers, no, it isn't. but it's not as good. The D line is is pretty damn good. What about the Titans? I'm the, they'll be in the quarterback business. <laughs> They're gonna be open. Titanio's contract is is fat. Man getting paid. Um, but I, I, I Titans are an option. I I just feel like the better option. I mean, I feel like the more realistic option between the two mm-hmm. definitely the Colts, and that's a realistic option. I, yeah, because it came from Pat McAfee. That's his boy. That's yeah, a, that's a credible source. Out there, but it, it, it that's a credible a source. You know, the more you think about it, it does make sense. Like, Pat McAfee is equivalent of getting something from from Schefter. Like, if mm-hmm. you're talking about Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers, that's like peanut butter and jelly. Like, if he he's mentioning Colts, it's an it's an option. It's crossed his mind. He's brought it up. He he knows. So, yeah. Indiana is an option. You don't have to worry about getting facts in Indiana either. Oh yeah, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, so you'll be fine. That he way. will be celebrated over there. Yeah. Dome not complaining of cold weather anymore. He not built. I don't. We'd be honest. Maybe he's not built for that. Maybe he's really not built for that cold weather. That don't look like the Packers are built for the cold weather. <laughs> Everybody's talking about going to the frozen tundra. We uh, saw what happened in that game, man. The, 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 the Niners could run the ball, and they didn't even score an offensive touchdown. That's the funny thing about the Niners. But, like, they run the ball. They, they're physical. They're tough up front. They're tough on both sides of the ball, and the Packers were in their stuff. That's why I said, that's what I said. If they win – I know I gotta watch the Super Bowl, so you know I'm informed when we talk about it. But that's probably I don't need a that's gonna be one of those rematch. That's gonna be a, a boring Super Bowl. It might unleash Jimmy G if that happens. Again. Unleash him, <laughs> please keep him leashed. <laughs> keep that dog on a leash. They're hiding him right now. <laughs> unleash Trey Lance. How about that? Facts, but have packages for him. Imagine they yeah, brought Trey Lance out for the Super Bowl. That'd be the worst thing you do to him. That'd be tough. Oh, word. Yeah. Word. He'd be hiding in the locker room with Kendrick. Two two interceptions at Super Bowl. He might be done after that. And rightfully so. That'd be the the biggest stage ever. And, you know, the biggest thing with Aaron Rodgers is going into the season, going throughout the season, it kind of seemed good. But basically, it's been a lot of frustration pinned up basically just going back to them drafting Jordan Love. So it was frustration there. One other player that is currently going through frustration is James Harden. And it's really looking like, I mean, it was a different meaning when they first coined it, but obviously they did not know later on that it would be scary hours in Brooklyn because now it's rumored that Harden is going to be out. After the season, Harden is out. He's going to test free agency. Harden is going to be out. And this will be, and y'all could take the floor after this. I know Greg gonna have something to say on it. In regards of this, which is why it's a scary hours and scary meaning like scary for the Nets. This will go down in history. It'll be documented. It'll be a thirty for thirty of the biggest what if team in history. 
we only saw 17, 18 games of, the, of these of this big three. Only 17, 18 games of this big three. And now at this point, after this season, it could be all done. And we never we, we never get to see what could have been a Kyrie, Harden, KD. Kyrie, Kyrie messed this up. Like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't blame James. When I first heard everything, I, I, you know, I thought about it and I, I heard about all the reports, and you know, I just thought, I just keep thinking back to this whole Kyrie vaccination thing. Look, or even taking the month off last year, you know, like just taking it off. Now, is that why they ultimately lost and didn't win a, win a championship? No, injuries cost them last year. They were, they were playing together in the playoffs. They looked good up until, you know, Giannis chose to take my boy Kyrie out and. You know, Harden's out there playing on playing on uh, uh, with his hamstring from off the bone. It happens, but you know, and that's really what happened. And even even with those obstacles in the way, we we almost went there. You know, it's just K- KD got a big ass foot, and if it wasn't for that, we would be in the we would have gone to the championship. But you know, that's, that's can't claw up a spoiled milk. But now, fast forwarding, I, I just I can't help but think that this situation with Kyrie is going to be hard to bounce back from. You know, because you're choosing not to play. You know, and, and I was listening to Kyle, Colin Coward today. And he was describing the whole situation with Kyrie, and I, it's a good point. Like he made a really good point. You you can decide to do whatever you want in terms of the vaccine. You, you, it's your body, your choice. It's no one can force you to take the jab. No one. But when you're a professional athlete and you have a bunch of guys and a star player at that, someone who we can't replace, like if. If Tiago Splitter decided he didn't want to get the vaccine, I wouldn't give a damn. Tiago Splitter. You know, if, if Nicholas Batum decided, if RJ Barrett decided he didn't want to get the, 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 the shot. Why? 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 Yeah, no. Miles enjoying this too much. I have to make sure I put a frown on his face. But, <laughs> but no, 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 seriously. Like, if certain players decide they don't want to get the vaccine, it's fine, right? But you're Kyrie Irving. I can't replace Kyrie Irving. I can't do that. It's not easy. And so when you decide you don't want to get the vaccine, your, your choice has a literally a domino effect on everybody around you and everybody with a 50 mile radius, hundred mile radius, right? All the fans are angry. It, it's tough. I'm, and I think about it this way too, as a fan, if I'm upset at Kyrie Irving, can you imagine how mad you are in the locker room at Kyrie Irving? <laughs> when you have to carry the load every single night because Kyrie's not there. When Katie's playing 40 minutes a game, when James Harden out there playing by himself with the lineup, sometimes that have no shooters on the floor and they need you. They need you scoring punch. You're not there. You're at home chilling, watching the game. Right. And saying you're, you're standing on what you believe on, like your decisions have directly affected your teammates. So when this thing falls apart, how can I not say it's your fault? Like, you know, I don't even I don't want to blame it on Kyrie. I don't even want to do that. But how can I not? Like, is there anything else I'm missing? Like, can I say it's not Kyrie's fault at this point? Like, really? You know, um, I, I would also say I know I don't want everyone's freaking out. But at the end of the day, what's going to boil down to is can this team win a championship and overcome all of this? You win a championship, then it heals all, you know, it heals all. It really does heal all. So I, I don't know. I mean, if there's, if there's a situation where Kyrie can play somehow for, and can get access to play home games throughout the, throughout the postseason and the vaccine suddenly isn't needed anymore, long shot, I know. But what, if it does happen that way and they can roll through the playoffs and they get to be together and play play ball together and KD comes back healthy, and, and I, he obviously he will. But if that can happen, then maybe this whole situation is null because then, you know, Harden's not going to go anywhere. But I don't um, think so because at the end of the day, Harton. So KD is the middleman in this. So Harton is tight with KD. Kyrie's tight with KD, but I don't think Harton and Kyrie tight. This is your man's man. Hey yo, my man's. We about we about to go play ball. You don't know his man's. You know him. Harton came like yo. Me and me and KD, we got tight relationship. Oh, you got somebody over there that's pretty cool. Kyrie, he get buckets cool. All right, cool. I, I'll come play. No problem. But I'm here because of KD. Kyrie messing up this whole thing. Because at this point, you got to think about this too. With this team specifically, with these three players, KD got a ring. Kyrie got a ring. Harden ain't. I'm going to ring too. And you messing this up, my boy. Yeah. They both got a ring. Kyrie could, Kyrie could just be, I'm grounded. I'm at home. I'm chilling. I already got my ring. I'm verified. I got the blue check. I'm good. Everybody knows I'm great. At the end of the day, let's say he retires today. Maybe not first ballot because he didn't fully play out, but Kyrie's a Hall of Famer. KD's a Hall of Famer. Harden will be a Hall of Famer, but it's still that one thing missing, the ring. And the point of him coming, leaving Houston, he could have he went anywhere else in the league and still averaged 28, 14, and 14, but decided to go pair up with his boy KD and KD's boy Kyrie to get a ring. 
And the biggest part that's missing from them getting a ring is the Kyrie situation. And honestly, if there's no Kyrie there, I've said this, Miami or Milwaukee, and Miami's starting to look good. They're healthy. All their pieces are there. And the crazy thing that's crazy with that, Oladipo not even back. And they looking really good. They don't have a KD. They don't have a Giannis. But they got a nice nucleus of all straight dogs. And when you have a situation where the Nets are underhanded, you might pick Miami. You might pick Milwaukee because there's no Kyrie there. The biggest thing is what everybody was choosing the Nets as the finals contender every single year with this team together is because of the big three, right. not the big two. Right. No, you're, you're right. I, I just, again, it boils down to, I think, just, I just think Kyrie's selfish. <laughs> I don't, like, I, I do. I think he has the right to make his choice, but your choice is affecting so many people and it, it, it's winning the championship aspirations of an entire organization. And then also well, on the Harden front, right? I, I agree he's justified in front of the way he feels fine. But really, are you going to go some? Where are you going if you have a better chance to win a championship game? Like where? Like for real, where are you going? Like I, are you not better off running it back for another year with this team? Like if you, I don't know what you want to do. Like I, I going to play with Embiid when the Nets can re- literally drain, drain them of resources and a sign and trade for you and that will happen. Sean, don't think Sean Marks isn't getting a return for James Harden. I'm sorry. If you for people who don't know Sean Marks, he legit, legit one of the top two GMs of basketball. He's getting the thing in return. I am I'm getting Ben Simmons. I'm getting Tyrese Maxey. I promise you, I'm taking Tyrese. I the thing you. is, you tell me what you think on this, Miles. I don't know how he thinks he's getting the. If that's one of his choices, he wants to get to Philly. I don't know how he thinks he's getting there in this regard. Why? In what world would I help out? The team that's both competing with me to get to the finals. Well, why would I? Why would I help out Philly? And on the other aspect, you tell me what you think on this too. Why in the world would KD want to play with Ben Simmons? Well, he they'd swap. They're not going to be able to keep Ben Simmons if Harden goes to Philly. They're not getting Embiid. Of and course, the Nets aren't just going to take Maxi and. And rightfully so a few picks so ben simmons obviously has to be one of those people but i mean that doesn't necessarily help the nets in a way i think that you know that kind of hurts them in a way because ben simmons he's he still hasn't proven anything in this league yet so you're getting a lesser player you are getting maxi though if that's what the deal is but I mean, I'm wondering if Harden, you think he takes all that money? Because he has a, a, a player option. He does, yeah. That he could decline and just sign with the yeah. Sixers. For, for less. But it would cost him like $74 million. But does the money matter so much? I know, it's a lot of money. But does the, matter, the money matter so Jeez. much? If he point? turns down $74 million to get the hell away from Kyrie Irving, that's, that is the biggest indictment on Kyrie Irving in yeah. his career. That, that that simply put that brings up the conversations again when he was in Boston and Cleveland that people were saying he was a terrible teammate, terrible person. That if if that happens, like you said, that would be. But he ruins the team dynamic everywhere he goes. He because because he makes you these selfish it. decisions and he doesn't think about how it affects anybody else. You it's always about it. Kyrie. It's always about him. Like it is, I, and he's a basketball genius. But it's always about that guy. It's always about him and. It ruins teams. It, it, like the Nets even got never even got a chance. Did we even get a chance to enjoy this? That's what I'm saying. This I haven't is, even enjoyed this. This is going to like be three years and it hasn't been fun. What have I watched? I haven't even watched them play together. I watched them play together this for like is ten going times. Going to be the biggest if of what could have been. I already know. It's a it's Steven Spielberg. It's somebody somewhere getting ready to direct this documentary. This be nuts. Because this is going to be crazy. We all were excited just to see this this three team, these three plays together on one team, especially with and don't think they're not going to mix into the to the documentary how you know it's supposed to be Lakers Nets in that mix and Lakers doing some nonsense too. But specifically speaking on the Nets, it's crazier. We talking about three of the top. 10 top 15 arguably players in the league on one team and when they did play with together it was the most beautiful great basketball whether you were a fan of the nets or not that would have probably been honestly would have been up for debate of probably the the best big three ever but we never got to see it 
16, 17 games does not cut it to be like, we can't have that in the conversation. As as talented as we know that they are, we can't bring those three up in a conversation where we talk about big threes being the best all-time big threes. They play 17, 18 games together. If you want my prediction of what happens, I think, I think Curiosity end, ends up winning out and James has a hard time leaving this summer because of what they can be. I think the potential of it, like, cause you're not going to go somewhere else where there's a better situation in terms of what you can be. You're, there's no team with a higher ceiling in the NBA. Than yeah. We gonna, I know no by team. summer, by summertime, it's going to gonna have to be a conversation though. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think by any, he was joking in the words, you know, J Cole said within every joke is some truth. When he said, I'll, yeah, jab on myself. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Laugh. No, he, he, he really <laughs> he meant it. He really wants to do that. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So of course we, we finish off talking about the, the whole net situation. We gotta talk about we were gonna talk about the you know the rise and stars format, but the all-star starters were released. I'm gonna read them off and y'all tell me y'all thoughts on it. Who does biggest snubs? I know Greg has some, uh, some uh, definitely some input on who started in the West. In the East, of course, you got KD, who's the captain, Giannis, Embiid, DeRozan, Trey Young. Y'all want to go to the West, or y'all want to y'all want to start on the East? I have no problem with the East at all. Any problems with the East? None. Western Conference, you got Braun, Jokic, Andrew Wiggins, Stephen Curry, and John Morant. Now I know. There's some input on this. I'll let Greg start it off. He, you know, texted us in the chat before we even started and said, Andrew Wiggins sucks dirty balls and should not be starting. <laughs> Break it down on why you think he should not be a starter. You know, it's, it's not, he's obviously deserving of, of an all-star nod. I think he's an all-star, but I don't think he's an all-star starter. You have guys like Devin Booker. Um, Donovan Mitchell, I know he's had some and had an injury and he's been out recently, but we're talking about superstar players. Like what we we're talking Devin Booker has the strongest case of them all, in my opinion. I know Luca Luca normally would be in this conversation if he hadn't been hurt or overweight for most of the season. I understand that, but Devin Booker's on a team that they have the most wins in basketball. They're, they're on another eight-game winning streak. That's like the second eight-game winning streak they've been on this season. Mm-hmm. It's in large part because of him, right? It, it's insane to me. He had a he had 48 points the other day. How is the fanfare around the Phoenix Suns so weak that the fans didn't think to it didn't think to vote him into the starters? It makes no sense. How did Andrew Wiggins end up getting more votes than, De- than Devin Booker? Like to me, that's where the problem lies. Is with Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker of all these guys has the strongest case to be a starter, and him not being one. And also, let's just be honest: nobody wants to watch Andrew Wiggins start an All Star game. Hey, I, this is a Stars League. I do not want to watch Andrew Wiggins start an All Star game. I don't. I don't. I want to see the draft when they draft him. Who on? He's draft. going last. He's getting. He's really going bare this year. He's going last. I promise you, they, they Yo, draft that dude last. If he gets drafted last, that's cool. You know he's gonna get drafted last, bro. On everything, just every player in there is significantly better than him. John Morant, all them dudes, they're all significantly better than Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins should not be starting an All Star game, bro. This is nuts. This is craziness. So tell me this: what he's can a role be? Player. What do you think can be done to change this? Because this is the biggest part of it is the voting process of the fans in it. So one of the people, obviously, he's injured right now, but he made it in because he had the closest person next to him in that position specifically for that small forward position was Paul George, and he had 600,000 votes above him. Six hundred thousand. Above Paul George. And again, he's injured, he's injured. but he couldn't do it. Yeah. Six hundred thousand. So Andrew Wiggins was getting them votes. Maybe it's because Canada. It's damn, it's those damn Canadians. That's I what forgot he represents a whole country over it's, there. It's Canada. It's those damn Canadians, bro. That's they ruined it. Oh, they they they, they come it. through. They always support their athletes. Always. I mean, they ain't do that much for uh, Van Vliet, that, but <laughs> they ain't do that for Van Vliet, but. Yeah, both family wasn't a starter. He's not a starter. Van Vliet not homegrown either. Andrew Wiggins homegrown from Canada. But I completely what do you think could be done though? Oh my god, I just thought about something on the show like a lot. Yo, yo. So if RJ Barrett has a good a good season, puts together a good season next couple years, are we gonna get RJ Barrett being a starter because Canada votes him in? I swear I'm gonna jump up a bridge. If, if RJ Barrett is <laughs> starter in the All-Star game, I promise you, bro. I don't know about a starter, but he'll definitely get the Canada aspect will help when he he does have a good season next year or the year after that. It's going to help get him into the all-star conversation. As an all-star starter would be gross. Yo, Andrew Wiggins as an all-star starter is gross, <laughs> bro. 
I don't want to watch these dudes in the All-Star game, bro. I'm not trying to watch that. I'm trying to watch Kyrie Cross dudes. I'm trying to watch Zach Levine dunk on dudes. I'm trying, yo, this is, a, a, this is about entertainment. Back. That's what you want. <laughs> but this All-Star game is about sauce. fun. When you were a kid, you wanted to, Vince Carter in the All-Star game. That's a fun guy to have in the All-Star game. T-Mac. Look at the caliber of players I'm naming. Now I'm talking about R.J. Barrett and Andrew Wiggins. What, what are we talking about? What, what, what is Andrew Wiggins going to do in that game as an NBA get, get up on my seat? What? <laughs> that weekend's all about entertainment. The biggest stars show up. You didn't want to watch Andrew Wiggins? Hey, something, something to allude to. Somebody on a poster. I, I still wouldn't be wild by it. He's going to have a straight face as he dunks on. That's Rudy exactly Gobert. it. It's just he looks like he eats porridge all the time or something. Like, he just. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Wiggins <laughs> is the most boring. <laughs> He's the most boring dude in the league. Yeah, but you mentioned that they're the top team. Um, last year, Utah was the top team. They didn't have any starters either. Just to throw it out there. So. Being the top team and not in a big market, I think factors into the voting process too. Why they're not starters? Of course, we know that D book, D book, and C CP three are definitely more popular and more well known than last year, for example, with the Jazz when you had Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. But the thing is, it's the fan vote, and it's bigger markets, and the fans aren't voting based off oh they're the number one team. That's the logical thing. Or just who's the better player? Now you want to do a who's having the better season? Look at the numbers. Why don't you compare the numbers and tell me who's having the better season? I'm pretty sure it's deep. But a lot of times, you know, fan vote. I know I did it when I was growing up as kids, and you know, it's it's people of all ages voting. They don't put an age bracket on who can vote. It's kids. I know as kids, I was growing up. I voted Lakers in for everything. (laughs) Andrew Bynum was starting. Like I voted Lakers everything. (laughs) I did. Pal Gasol, Vladimir Radmanovich. Like I was voting all of them in. Just because they was right Lakers, Lakers. so. But D book doesn't fall under forwards. He falls under guards. Yeah, right. You can't do three guards. I understand. I just so there's no better forward than Andrew Wiggins, guys. Like that. This is where we are in the NBA right now. Everybody else is heard. No, I mean, no Kawhi. I know LeBron obviously got a nod, but uh, obviously he's a captain. But I mean, I wish I knew the other small forwards that would be up for the the spot. Too. Well, PG's out. PG Kawhi's would out. Have been the guy, if not for being hurt. Well, yeah, PG and Kawhi are both out. And, and, and looking at the list of fours in the NBA and the NBA and the Western Conference, I'm not sure. The Western Conference is a is a really downward spell right now. It's a little weak. Right it's now. a little weak, which is why Wiggins can do this. You know, good for him, I guess. But <laughs> he can do this. <laughs> <laughs> like he can get away with this. Yeah, yeah like he, sne- he snuck his way into the all. Like, man, ain't nobody trying to see him. What, weren't we talking about uh in, in the summer, right? We were talking about Wiggins, and, and you had some, some strong words about him, right? Yeah, I think he's the most uh, disappointing, most disappointing number one overall pick. Well, he's not, and he's not. Zion. He, he's not literally can't be because Bennett he took exists. It personally. He did take it. Yeah, he's somebody took it personally. Now, all of a sudden, he's, he's starting. He's, he's making me live by my worst nightmare, basketball nightmare, him starting an all-star game. This makes no sense. I, you know what, bro? The game might even be. The, hopefully, the game's just competitive. Let's make it competitive. If you're going to put Andrew Wiggins in the game, then actually play defense, like because that's what he does. He plays some defense. Like, make the game competitive, like because we're not going to get much of a show out of it. Clearly, tell There's me no such thing as a competitive also. Which is till yeah. till the last two minutes. I think the last couple of years they've done a good job with the different format, especially the year that you know Kobe passed. That was a, yeah. probably some of the most competitive All Star basketball we've oh, seen. Okay. I think. With that regard, it's gotten better. Um, but at the same time, like you said, you want to see probably at least for a half, that first half, you want to see the alley-oops. You want to mm-hmm. see the crossovers. You want to see that type of stuff. And then Bro. you want to see the competitiveness towards the end of the game. Let it be a close game. I don't want to see all-star game is 185 to 114. Like, nah, can we have it competitive? Let me paint a picture for you real quick before we move on. We're going to have a sequence in this game where John Moran's going to come down the court, put it between his legs twice, dunk it. Then we're going to have another possession where LeBron comes on a court, throw off the backboard to himself, dunk it. We're going to have another possession where Steph pulls up for two threes, right, twice in a row from 40 feet. And then we're going to have another possession where Andrew Wiggins <laughs> takes two-pound dribbles to the right corner, sets his feet slowly, and shoots shoots a three, misses it. <laughs> you wild. He's going to bop somebody? And no, he's going. not. No, he's not. Oh, my God, bro. It's, 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 it's tough. But Tell me what you think before we transition, right? So how it's based off for the starters, what's determined for the starters? The fans get 50%, the NBA players get 25%, and the media panel gets 25%. Do you think we should change the percentages on that? Of course you want the fans involved, 
but what would be the ideal percentages there? They get coaches in there too. I mean, coaches they see it on a night to night basis. Who's yeah, they don't they don't involve the coaches till you got to make the substitution reserves. picks and yeah. reserves. If coaches were involved, then Fred Van Lee probably be starting the game. DG probably be starting the game. Um, I I, I think the fans should get like a twenty percent ratio. It yeah, shouldn't be like half the vote. No, because fans are stupid. I mean, fans are stupid. I mean, D Rose was seven for the Eastern Conference guards. And- Wait, this year? Yeah. 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 Fans are stupid. So, so give them like twenty percent, and and you know, give the give the um, give it give more media. The media. No, nah, I think you give. I'm screwed either way. You give. <laughs> the, you could keep the. You could keep the media panel at twenty five, or even drop it to twenty. I think you give more and the heavier percentage of the players and the coaches. The players know oh, yeah, yeah. this guy's a dog. This guy's out here. I I play against him. The coaches know I have to game plan for this guy every night. Like I have to see PG thirteen. I have to see. You know, we're not mentioning. Wiggins is a good role player, but I don't think anybody's game planning for him. No coaches are like, oh man, Wiggins, like we gotta protect, we gotta protect, we gotta, we gotta make sure we keep him under 25 tonight. That's not the case. Wiggins plays his role, he does his job. But on that team, they're game planning for Steph and a Clay that's not even fully back healthy before they even game plan for Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Clay not even fully back healthy, and they game planning definitely for Clay before Wiggins. Like they're he's nice. having a good season, but like come on. We're they're not nice game Jordan Poole's better than him. Yeah, we have we have him start an all-star game. This is true. You know how we end off the show. Flag on the play. Shaq says Deion Sanders should be the next head coach for the Cowboys. Shaq said that? Oh, yes, I don't even want that because I feel like he still has so much to do at Jackson State. Like, why go there? Jerry's not going to give him full control anyway because he doesn't give anybody full control. So, and. I mean, it doesn't make sense. I would love this. It just it's typical Cowboys, all flash, no substance. Hire De- Deion Sanders. You have a guy who has a nice smile, lead your organization into the future of mediocrity. I'm fine with it. I I, I would I'm fine with that. It'd be great. From like for me, where I sit, yeah, that, that's typical cowboy stuff. Even the idea is cowboy stuff. I think honestly, they waiting for one year, give Sean Payton a year off. And they trying to get Sean Payton because right after Sean Payton said he was not retiring but taking a step away from the game, reports came out today. McCarthy talking about they've assured me my job is safe for now, my guy. Because who they really wanted, Sean Payton, he he's taking a break. He's gonna go hang with the family. He's gonna go fishing. He's gonna go probably figure out some more offensive plays to come back and come back on his offensive genius and come back ready to coach. It's one year. I think that's who they really want. McCarthy got one more year. That was if if Jerry Jones is honest. Yo, this year insurance. You got one more year, my boy. I don't care if you win the Super Bowl. I don't want you. <laughs> if Sean Payton next year say he ready to come back, cool. If Sean Payton say oh, I'm gonna need another year, I guarantee McCarthy you get one more year, my boy. Soon as Sean Payton say I'm ready, Jerry Jones is like you're. <laughs> come on, I, I got it ready for you, my boy. This the keys is yours. Contract already typed out. Already typed out. Blank check. When are you coming? Mike McCarthy, he got one year. One more year, mediocrity. They'll win 14 games next year. Losing the playoffs. How do you feel about that as a Cowboys fan? I'm not a Cowboys fan. Transitioning. (laughs) (laughs) Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens have been left out of the Hall of Fame. Now, this is the last time they could get in um, through the voting process, but I forget what it's called, but they could still get in outside of this, like another committee if they decide to vote them in. They're able to get in. But as of right now, they are locked out of Cooperstown. I mean, they're just trying to erase that whole era, even though it was probably the most fun time in baseball. Like Barry Bonds was probably the best player to ever play, yeah. but he just so happened to take an extra boost every once in a while. <laughs> so, I mean, he made the game more fun. He hit the ball a lot farther. I mean, he did get incredibly larger, faster, mm. which, I mean, he would have been a Hall of Famer regardless if he didn't do all that stuff. But mm. 
I mean, that period between like 1990 and what, 2005 was, it was a good time. But think about this too, before you, Greg, before you go, Greg, the Hall of Fame for each sport is essentially like a museum where you're looking at the greats of different eras and they tell a story. Like you just said, they're trying to erase a whole era. How can you not have this in the Hall of Fame? This was a, a era that was probably the best era of baseball. Probably had the most people tuning in, the most exciting. Baseball now is still trying to figure out, you know, how to get more views. During that time, I, I really wasn't hearing that conversation. There wasn't a conversation about that. You was getting the home runs. You had Mark McGuire. You had Barry Bonds. You had Sammy Sosa, who outside of steroids, there's some bleaching too, but that's a whole nother conversation. So you can't just not have this a part of the Hall of Fame. And if I remember correctly, I mean, I think he wasn't, there was no evidence found that he did it, but Big Poppy was on the Mitchell Report. And he just got in. It's about likability. Yeah. We talk about this in the chat. It's about how much they like you. That how much they like you matters when you talk about it. these guys control the narrative on your career. If they don't like you, I have a hard time about with Kyrie and where, how where he's going to stand at the, end of his, at the end of his career. We all know how great he is, but does the media really like him? Like that matters, yo. These guys hold the keys to the, the call the media pawns. Yes. Calling people they pawns. Not, they not going to ever forget that. Years, bro, when you're sitting on some farm in Wyoming or climbing Mount Everest or hanging out with alpacas, but. You know what? Going back to uh, this conversation, <laughs> um, yo, baseball is—they is, really piss me off. They really piss me off, and I'm, the fan base, this, the 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 sport itself, the, mm -hmm. the media that covers the sport, because they have this holier-than-thou attitude, mm -hmm. as if they're above reproach, and as if, yo, you know, we, we, you know, I know no other sport does this, but we're gonna factor in the off the field, off the off the court stuff into our Hall of Fame process. It's not going to be about how good you were. Because, by the way, I don't know if people know how steroids works. Steroids give you a boost in strength and, and stamina, right, on some level. But you still have to be able to hit the ball. You still have to be good at the craft. Barry mm -hmm. Bonds, before the steroids, was a Hall of Famer. Like, that's how good he was before it. Like, that's a, he was still on, like, 30 bases a year. He was a gold glover before the, the – it, it, people don't know. Like, that dude is top one, like, all-time type. Like, that's how good he was. And he was on that track before the steroids. Before it, it was just that no one was paying any attention to him because everybody else were, was was juicing up already, hitting forty home runs a year, and he was like, "Oh, I'm better than all these guys." We all talking about them because they're they're clearly juicing. Okay, cool. Let's level, they, let's level the playing field. There's cheater. There's definitely cheaters in the uh, <laughs> in Cooperstown right now. Come on, bro. Like, like and, and you're acting as if like you're drawing the line here. You're drawing the line with these guys. Make an example out of Clemens and all these dudes. Give me a break. Like ability. A, I know Clemens wasn't liked by a lot of come people. Come on, bro. It, 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 right, and it's about it's. Thank you. When it, but when it comes down to it, this ain't about cheating. It's not about who cheated. It's not about purity of the game. Don't let these guys. I heard. I heard. Uh, um, Mad Dog go on first take, and he was he was ranting about, oh my Mickey Mantle. He he was crying in the lot dugout. He was he had to bleed to break the record. And you have you have, shut up, shut up. It is not about that. It's all about do you like this guy or not. Bottom line. Hey. You it's like ability. Speaking to that. Now you mentioned Big Big Poppy on the Mitchell Report. What does Big Poppy do now for his career? MLB Network. He's in the media. Big personality. Fox. <laughs> big personality. Smart and man. Loves Big Poppy. Everybody he, loves Big loves Poppy. Smart man. He got but so, but so is A Rod. But people hate A Rod. So I don't think no, regardless of what happens, he'll he'll never make it in either. Who? A Rod. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's a hated. He's a hated guy around the sport. He's a hated yeah. guy around the sport for a lot of different reasons. But yo. You want to talk about how loved David Ortiz is? He's got loved. grown men. He's got 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds calling him Big Poppy. <laughs> He's loved. They love that man. They love them. They love them from David Ortiz. He's got That's white, he's got white Bostonians in their 90s and 80s calling him Big Poppy. You tell me, yo. That's that's transcendent love. That's that that's that that's that Jaden Will love. <laughs> that's what's that? That's that Mary J. Blige real love. <laughs> real love. I'm searching for a perfect transition. You talking music? Last one before we end off the show. Donda Two is to drop on February second, twenty twenty two, and will be produced by none other than Future Hendrix. Damn already. I like this actually. I, I don't know, know about Future Hendrix production guy. I like this. I, I I can get behind this. 
I can get behind this. You know, I you know how I feel about Kanye, but I can get behind it. Yeah, he he announced it. He announced it today, and Future's gonna be producing it. I'm very excited so about this. Actually, are we getting trap yet? That's what it is. Well, it's better than uh, what we what we said. Hey, he's in a different mindset now with the whole situation with him and Kim going on. Oh uh, no, nah, he's gonna be talking. Crazy. He, he he gonna be getting some stuff off. He's he gonna be getting some stuff off. He's gonna be he gonna be getting some stuff off. Yeah, 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 it ain't gonna be. He like, wasn't watching the kids. It was yeah. the nurses. Yeah, he's <laughs> gonna be in there talking crazy. He's gonna make one song to troll people. It's gonna be just just a series of bells ringing and nothing go else off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No chill words. out, chill out, chill out, chill out. You think he's gonna meet mention Pete Davidson? Um, yeah, probably, which oh, is stupid sure. because who cares about Pete Davidson? I don't care. He does, he obviously. Can. He clearly cares. He, he, he's a he's a nut. I almost cursed. He's a nut. <laughs> he's a nut. Kim cares about Pete. Well, you're right. Pete moving insides around. Oh, uh, oh I think he's moving in the crib. I was like, yo, he's moving in the crib, moving insides around. <laughs> he, he gave her IBS. He gave her bowel bowel syndrome. <laughs> I'm done with y'all, bro. He's <laughs> moving her bowels around. <laughs> That's what Kanye worried about. He's in there. He's in there. He, he's, yeah, he's in there. Literally in there. Oh, it, it, the album should be good. It, it, I think it should be good. I, I'm looking forward to it. The future production should make it a more upbeat, just generally for the from a sonically, Ooh, sonically, pleasing. and also because yeah, you know Kanye, Kanye works. He's not. He doesn't write all his lyrics. You know. You know. know you know. You know it's gonna be a couple songs anyway. He get his future vibe off. Just thinking about that now. Talking about being a drug lord and whatnot. Forget the drug lord. You know, future be future be doing women dirty. He going. He going. Yeah. He going. He going to tap into Give that. Pointers. <laughs> he going to tap into that side. Yeah. Forget that Sierra prey. I'm about future. He about the Kanye Hendrix. There's an album coming up in February for well, sure. I even sound good, Kanye Hendrix. That's about, about to go crazy. I think for it's sure. Album. I mean, I'm, What's I'm, the date? I'm, February fifteenth. February second. Two 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 two. Mad That's us in a month Mad away. For no reason. You know he did that for a reason. We'll we'll find it out closer to the date. He'll make something and make some posts. And this was for this is Kim's birthday. <laughs> you should have should have made it four 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 or whatever because he had four kids with Kim Kardashian. He was stupid enough to do that. Him. And I don't Amber Rose should own up to that. That tweet she had was true facts. Just just you spoke facts. The Kardashians will mess you up and he did it. He played a role in him messing himself up, but that was not the relationship to get into right. and thinking things would work out fine if you guys didn't work out. Now it's all. That, that's an example out. of what we were talking about earlier in the last show, chasing a shiny object. Mm-hmm. Even though that once you that talking about no 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 chasing a shiny object, but Kim is obviously that's the epitome of what our our parents tell us. Everything that glitter ain't gold, because that's a lot of stuff paid for. And we know once he probably got closer, he saw it wasn't shining. Y'all know the vibes. If you stay ready, you don't got to. Re- Ooh, if you stay ready, <laughs> yeah. you don't got to get ready. Bench mob, we out. Peace. Peace.